for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 355 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt, and our buddy Will, he's at the beach this week. Actually, he's probably on his way home from the beach right now. Um, if by some chance he ends up getting home before we're done, he might jump on towards the end of the show. But we got a special guest to help me steer this unwieldy ship of a podcast and that's our good buddy johnny grasso yo what's up buddy what's up what's up buddy i uh i am trying to fill some huge shoes here tonight i'm, I'm actually really nervous <laughs> nervous right on yeah right i am man. johnny grasso doesn't get nervous about performing it's in <laughs> his blood oh I wish that was true. <laughs> but how are you, my man? I'm all right. You know, I'm a little tired. A lot of work and whatnot going on. But hanging in there. Um, so, uh, last week when Will told me he wasn't going to be around to record this week, I hit our buddy Johnny up to see if he wanted to come on. He was originally going to be on our uh, first Obi-Wan episode, but some stuff came up where he couldn't make it, so... I cashed in that rain check this week, baby. Um, so what we're going to do, I, I was like, oh, I, I should think of like a bit, right? Like <laughs> there's nothing my buddy Johnny loves more than a goddamn bit. I was like, I know what bit we should do. We should both pitch our ideas for a second season of Obi-Wan. That's what a lot of people are talking about right now. Oh my God. Is there going to be a second season of Obi-Wan? Everybody wants to do it. Hayden. Obi-Wan, a.k.a. Ewan McGregor, uh, they all want to do it. So I thought we would uh, try to come up with some <clears throat> pitches for a second season. So that's part of what we're going to do today. We've got some other interesting little tidbits to talk about. Um, before we get to that, you should follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. And if you really enjoy the show, you should join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast where for as little as $3 a month, you get access to all kinds of bonus podcast content, including 
the recently, somewhat recently launched new show on our show, our Patreon, Rogue Two. That's two with a T-O-O, where me and Johnny are reunited and it feels so good. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, and a bunch of other shows. You guys hear me do this spiel all the time. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Big shout out to our current patrons. You guys are the best and we appreciate you. So, buddy, how has uh, how's your summer vacation been? I know you've been on summer vacay for about a week now. Yeah, pretty pretty busy, believe it or not. I I've, I've been still waking up early and doing stuff. Uh, my son Sawyer is uh, doing uh, little league all stars, and this is the he's twelve, so it's the year that like if his team goes far enough, they'll be like on ESPN. Oh snap! Yeah, so they're you know I I I don't think they're going to be on ESPN or anything, but they are four and zero right now, and they're making a nice run you know, messing up some other towns in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, that's been my life right now, just kind of being his uh, little Uber driver slash, you know, supportive dad slash baseball coach, uh, getting up early and bringing him to practice and then late night practice. And it's it's been pretty, pretty hectic and uh, applying for jobs, you know, uh, not that I'm out of work or anything. I don't want anyone <laughs> to worry about me, but just uh, looking for uh, different jobs, you know, just always kind of looking for bigger, better. Yeah. Moving so up. I've been I've been busy. Yeah, man, that's cool. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's weird. Like with my new job and working seven days a week, like time has no meaning anymore to me. If I'm not doing my main job, I'm doing my old job part time. Like you want to know? Like when you texted me and was like, uh, "We're like, hey, well, what time are we recording tonight?" I was like, "Oh shit, it is Thursday, isn't it?" Huh. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's it's getting real hard to keep track of shit now. Uh, and shit just is flying by. Um, so you're telling me there's there's at least a, a chance I could turn it, tune in to ESPN and see a young Grosso play in baseball? Yep, yep, yep. There's a there's a outside chance. That'd be really they're really cool. Uh buddy, I hope it happens. I'll sign up. I'll sign back up for cable just for that shit. Oh, I guess I could do ESPN Plus. I don't know. I don't ever watch ESPN. Um. So, there's been some weird shit coming out the last few days as related to Star Wars, right? Lots of it having to do with Obi Wan, in fact, because you know now that the season is over, some weird shit is coming out, um, including a report that I believe was originally from the direct um, stating that Obi-Wan, you know, back when it was a movie before they turned it into a Disney plus series was actually planned as a trilogy of movies. I read that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like necessarily they took the story for that trilogy and turned it into the series. It seems like maybe they took the story of the first movie and turned it into the series. So there might be there might be some stories out there floating around that they could tell in subsequent seasons if they wanted to. Um <coughs> uh so I thought that was pretty interesting. I also read um one of the original writers um cuz you know there were several writers on this. They went through a bit of a process before they got to the version we saw 
on Disney Plus said that originally they had the character of uh, Reva dying at the end of the series when in their original version of it. Um, and at some point, that was changed, clearly. Um, so both little, tiny little bits of um, information that I thought was kind of interesting, right? That they had this whole you know, process because how long ago was it that the rumors of an Obi-Wan movie started kicking around like 2016, 2017? Once Disney plus was launched. Oh, was no, I mean, I, that's when it, I feel like we started hearing like, Oh, maybe it's going to be a series, right? Like, especially post 2018 when solo didn't do so hot. I feel like that's when the rumors changed from it being a movie to be in a series. But before Disney plus, there was definitely movie rumors floating around there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. So I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, it, it seems like had Solo done better and they had not decided to change Obi-Wan to a Disney Plus series, like we might have been going to the theater to see three of those damn movies. Yeah, I... I they put way too much emphasis on the box office results of solo. Like number one, it didn't really do that bad compared to like other movies. It did great compared to other movies. It just didn't do great compared to other star Wars films. And I just think, I don't think it had anything that like, I, I hate to say this cause I'm not one of those guys that like can't stand Kathleen Kennedy, but I, I think she was wrong when she kind of put it on recasting Harrison Ford I think it was just too much, too fast, too soon. I think yeah. we're we're like we grew up, me and you, Hawes, seeing a Star Wars film every three years, and then Maybe. taking a ten year break. Yeah, it, or and then, plus and then, ten year plus break. <laughs> right, right. So it's like when you got a, a a Star Wars film in December, and then one right in May. Like, mm -hmm. like there was no like build up, and and I remember. I remember this story vividly. There's a woman I work with, real nice lady. Her son loves Star Wars. So I took her and my kids and and she and we met at the theater and we all saw um the I forget which one, to be honest with you. Um I might have been the last Jedi. Um so we saw the last Jedi together and they loved it. You know, we loved the experience, we loved hanging out and then you know when it was solo and I was like, oh, are you going? And she's like, no, nah, I'm not really into it. And I'm like, oh, no, what about what about your son? You know, I'll take him with my boys if you want. And then she's like, no, nah, he's not really into it either. So and like that always stuck with me because they were so excited in December, but like not so much in May. And, and I think that's what it was. I think, you know, when you look back at Solo, it's a lot of things. It's a combination of things. It's not any one thing. It's not releasing it in December. It's not recasting Harrison Ford it's not mar just marketing marketing which I felt was pretty weak for that movie to be honest uh, I think it's a whole combination of things and I like I like to imagine an alternate universe where they release that movie in December and it's not as close to Endgame or was it Infinity War I can't remember whichever one of the two Marvel movies two Avengers movies that it released so closely to um, and then like, you also got to consider part of the reason that they don't consider it 
a financial success. And and I don't know that they would even if this didn't happen, but they reshot like 90% of that movie with a whole different creative team. Like that adds a lot to the budget. Like that movie was probably twice as expensive as to as to make as they had originally planned, right? So it's all these fucking factors yeah. that didn't help. And honestly, I think, you know, the um the the switching around of directors and stuff became such a big story. Like even people that don't follow Star Wars knew about that, right? And I think mm-hmm. that might have affected some of the general public's interest in seeing the movie, hearing all these like weird you know, behind the scenes stories about switching up the directors and stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, they sh- they should have uh, they should have given it a, a chance. And I, I have a feeling we're going to get a Disney Plus series that's going to have Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Um, forget his name, Chewbacca, Jonas Otamo. Yeah, that's why you're the beard. Um, and they're going to be on fucking Tatooine messing with Jabba the Hutt. Like, I know I'm getting that series. Like, I just don't know when. It's inevitable. So you know what I could see happening is is I could see, you know, because Kathleen Kennedy basically said they're just waiting on Donald Glover to have the free time in his schedule to do the Lando series that they announced. What I could see is them, you know, having a very special episode of the Lando series where he meets up with Han and Chewbacca and it's, you know, Alden Ehrenreich and uh, Jonas Otamo and uh, and people getting really excited about that, you know, and then maybe mm-hmm. that snowballs into we finally get something with um, with Solo, you know, some yeah. sort of follow up of some sort. I hope so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a huge Donald Glover fan musically and, and the movies he does as an actor. Um, I, I don't know if, if I can do a whole Lando series though, like I without, oh, without uh, like, I think I need some Han Solo though. Cause what I liked about those two was the dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want more of that. I could see that too, but man, just sign me up for that Lando series. I love Lando as it is. So, I would be real excited when they can uh, get that up and running. Hopefully, you know, they can. Because sometimes when there's like a, uh, we're just waiting on this thing to happen with Star Wars. That's not a really good sign. No, just ask Ryan Johnson. I don't think he has much to worry about. He's pumping out them Knives Out flicks like he's a fucking lifetime movie maker. He's going to be putting those out for a while now. At least two. Um, yeah, and did you see uh, Chris Evans basically begged to be in Star Wars recently? Mm-hmm. So you know who he works real well with, Ryan Johnson. He sure does. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Oh my God, I would love that. That's almost like that's like my B cast. If like you can't get Leo, get Chris Evans. Man, I have to hold you back. That'd be like yeah. me getting Terry O'Quinn in a Star Wars. <clears throat> um. So, speaking of Star Wars directors and future Star Wars films and stuff, um, Slash Film is reporting that they're hearing that Taika Waititi is going to be appearing in some capacity in The Mandalorian Season 3. They actually originally reported it as he was directing 
something for the Mandalorian season three, whether it be a, an episode or more than one episode, but they went back and changed it to he's appearing. Now, obviously, he originally peer, appeared as uh, IG-11. I don't know that that necessarily... I mean, I think that's where most people's head is going to go. Like, oh, they're going to bring IG-11 back. But um, I don't necessarily... I mean, what are you going to bring back? He, <laughs> he melted. He blew up in a river of lava, bro. Maybe they'll bring out like another... IG droid and they just all sound like Taika Waititi which would be <laughs> maybe, fine maybe we'll get Korg for like a universe crossover yeah. you know what be funny as if like so you know remember when John Favreau I remember it was on Thanksgiving he posted the picture of IG 11 on his Instagram and this was you know a year before the show even came out or whatever and I was like holy shit IG 88 and then they were like nah it's not IG-88, it's IG-11. Watch, watch them put out a trailer for Mandalorian Season 3 and there's another IG droid and I'm like, oh my god, IG-11 or IG-88's coming back. They're finally going to do IG-88. Nah, it's going to be nah. IG-14 or some shit. Oh, nice number. They, uh, they really like showing us uh, some of those Empire Strikes Back bounty hunter droids and trailers and shit. And getting my ass all excited, and they're like, Mm-mm, "That nope. ain't four LOM. That's two Jack." <laughs> Motherfuckers. Fuck I, I need some. I need some Bosk. Oh. Why? Why are they so hesitant to do it? Like, why couldn't have Bosk been in Book of Boba Fett? There were Trandoshans every everywhere. Time, every time Tamora Morrison turned around, he was looking at a. A sweaty ass dude in lizard makeup. Why couldn't one time that have been Bosk? You know? I don't know. Hopefully they're saving him in his little jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. It'll happen so. eventually, I'm sure. Because he's all over the comics and shit. They can't help but put Bosk in a goddamn comic every now and then. Um, hey, it's badass. But anyways, so we know, right, that Taika Waititi is signed on to do a Star Wars movie. And the last information we heard um, came from like a celebration interview with Kathleen Kennedy where she said it's tentatively titled or, or slated for next year. Because, you know, there's a untitled Star Wars movie on the schedule for December 2024, right? Mm-hmm. And originally that was going to be Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron. That's getting shuffled around while she reworks the script and stuff. And so then it became, oh, it's going to be Taika's movie, right? <clears throat> well, um, they... He's still writing. It, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Apparently, someone asked him in an interview, right, about... Uh, and this, I'm getting this from The Wrap. Um asked him like oh are you going to start shooting your star wars movie this year and he said not this year i'm going to be in new zealand from august until the end of the year with our flag means death and time bandits and during that time i will still be writing i'm still trying to figure out what the story is um so that's not coming out next year if he's not that, that, yeah if he's not filming this year that's not coming out next year unless he starts at january 1st 2024 or 2023 
Oh, I said 2024 a few a few minutes ago. I told you, time has no meaning to me anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, unless he starts shooting sh- shit like January 1st. I don't know, man. That still seems like an awfully tight schedule to get us. And that's the last thing you want, man. That has not always led to the best results as far as like theatrical Star Wars movies. They need to like really hammer this one out. This one's super important, right? Like yeah, this one's huge because yeah. I I don't I don't know which article it was, but he said he's he's expanding the universe. It's not going to mm-hmm. be it's going to be all new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get like a like we we always talk about this, me and you, Haas. Like you might get a Wookie, but it's not going to be Chewbacca or, or Black Kristen. Right. You know, it's you you know you, you know it, it's going to be all new, which is very exciting. And you know it's going to be funny. Yeah, well, and and just in another sense, it's huge because it's going to be the first theatrical Star Wars movie since Rise of Skywalker in 2019. So, you know, if that if somehow they do pull a movie out of their ass, like a magician with a rabbit in his hat, like that, there's a lot riding on that. Like, if it doesn't do well, that's not good. You know, that's not good for Star Wars. Right. Um, well, they picked the right guy. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, too. But like, you know, they what I'm saying is there's a lot riding on Star Wars's return to the theater that they really got to nail. It's got to generate hype. It's got to do well or else it ain't going to look so hot. No, and and I like how he's going to expand the universe, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know how like we talk about Greek gods, mm-hmm. and we we kind of assume they're not real. Like there was no such thing as Zeus or Thor, you know, uh, Andromeda, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what if he does his movie and they talk of Vader and Luke Skywalker as if they're just legends, and they're not even sure if it's real. You know, like mm-hmm. they just go, they go millennia past the Skywalker saga. Oh. And like, dude, that would be so fucking rad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, there's legends of, of, of Jedi Knights and the best of them all was Luke Skywalker. We could be like, no, that shit really happened. Yeah, we, I saw, <laughs> we it. saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. But, I saw it. Buddy, there's two concepts in Star Wars that the idea of gets me excited every time a long time after the sequel trilogy or whatever, you know, the most current event in sort of star Wars canons is or a long time before. So if he does either of those fucking count me in buddy, I'm with you. I love the concept of separating, separating it way far out and like all new, designs and ships and shit like that's still the one thing that disappointed me probably the most about the sequel trilogy and i love x-wings and tie fighters you know but like that wouldn't have been the case if george was had his his dick skinners in that fucking movie those movies there would have been some wild ship designs and shit you know and i love x-wings nothing against x-wings they just kind of were like let's do x-wings and we were all like Fuck yeah, do X-Wings. Is that a black and orange X-Wing? I'm in. I'm fucking in, man. Is that, a, is that an X-Wing over water? I never thought they could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which blows my mind because why, like, I was so shocked to see an X-Wing over, like, water just 
just made me looking back. I was an idiot. No, we weren't. No, we were excited because it was awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't know what the future holds because this is the thing, right? If they don't make a movie, they don't get a movie out in December of next year, right? They're not going to do one in December 20, uh, 2024. Cause that's when goddamn avatar three is coming out. So the next scheduled Star Wars after December 2023 is December 2025, right? That's too long. I can't, I ain't going to be, who knows my be around that long, bro. Don't, don't, don't joke like that. Like, I, you know, obviously, you know, there's, they could always change. It doesn't have to be in December. That is just the most accurate information we have as far as like Disney's release schedule for the next few years, right? So, I don't know. I just hope they get this shit figured out and I can go to the theater to see a Star Wars movie before too, too long. Because I I don't know, man. I don't know. Get it out now. <laughs> now. Um, all right. So, buddy, let's, let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into the bit. Like yeah. I said, there's nothing more my buddy Johnny loves than a bit or a segment. Uh, you want your pitch first? Isn't Mr. I, baseball Man, you're in the baseball mood? I am I am prepared. Okay. I will say that. All right, let's do this. All right. Now, do you want me to wait until the pitch is done to ask questions? No, no, Save no. Save questions till the end? Okay, all right, cool. No, no, no. Whatever you, whenever you can. I mean, like, I don't have, like, a four-page synopsis, but right. I got, I got, I got, I got a little something-something. Okay. So please interrupt. It'll make it st- seem longer. All right. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, season two. Kathleen, he's back on Tatooine. He's watching Luke. Things are a little boring, right? He's mm-hmm. just fucking, he's, he's a moisture farmer, okay? He's digging holes, trying to look for water. Not exciting. He's showing, okay? Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan kind of bent, you know, kind of like snoops around and and asks Uncle Owen and Uncle Owen's like no no conflict conflict but then a Jedi finds Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and he asks for his help and he says they're all getting hunted down mm-hmm. right by the I, I'm not good with the Inquisitors I was about the fifth brother third sister etc I, I don't know the, the Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. so the Inquisitors are hunting down the Jedi and there is a couple of them left in a nearby solar system, and they need the General Obi-Wan Kenobi to help them. Okay. So, in short, this season would be Obi-Wan Kenobi helping those last couple Jedi uh, escape the Inquisitors, and since the Inquisitors don't appear in the original trilogy, uh, we can have our man, Ewan McGregor, slay all of the Inquisitors, except for, you know, the ones that show up in Rebels or what have you, or, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he, can, he can just be defending and saving Jedi and slaying Inquisitors, and we've learned that, like, there's... We don't know how many Inquisitors there are. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we can have a lightsaber battle almost every episode, you know? <laughs> just taking down a different Inquisitor <laughs> left and right. Hey, man. And then... I would watch it. It, it's simple, you yeah. know, it, it's, uh, you know, you can't really do the Leia thing again. And I don't feel like you can really do the Vader thing again. Yeah. I mean, you can't like you, 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 
you spent that money. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and and look, I know, and I always agree when people like sort of meme on this. When any, ever anybody's like, they should do a Darth Vader series on Disney Plus. Darth Vader needs his own story, and then somebody replies, "Oh, you mean episodes one through six? Like, I totally agree with that meme. But if Hayden wants to come back and he wants to play Vader, I think it's probably more appropriate for him to get his own thing disconnected from Obi-Wan in the future, right? Because I I don't think you can keep going back to that well. It was fucking exciting and awesome and surprising in the first series, but if if you do another season and it's him and Vader again, how many times have these dudes hung out in between these two trilogies, right? (sighs) Like, it becomes weirder and weirder. Because, you know, originally, I didn't want Vader anywhere in the Obi-Wan series, right? I didn't even want Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine. It was basically going to be the Book of Boba Fett with Obi-Wan, right? They did both of those things, and I couldn't be happier that they did. They did such a good job with them. I Yeah, it, it was perfect. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can have him kind of like uh, in the scenes with the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, just not know Obi-Wan's involved, you know, like hunt down the last remaining Jedi and you can have Vader kill an Inquisitor because he's angry. Like cool shit like that. Like Vader can do what Vader does mm-hmm. and we'll love it. Mm-hmm. But like, you're right. You can't have Obi-Wan and Vader square off again. You can't. You got to wait till episode four for, for the rematch. Yeah. Or round three, if you will. I guess so. So, um, you ready to hear my pitch? Mine's a mm-hmm. little more mm-hmm. complex and weird. I went weird with it, all right? Okay. Yep, 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 yep. I imagine, right? You know how um you know how Obi-Wan kicked off with that flashback to the uh Order 66 in the Jedi Temple? Mhm. So my idea for season 3 would kick off on Alderaan. And there's a mysterious hooded figure who has snuck into the royal palace. You would get at least a small cameo from little Leia. That's all she would be in the show. Because like you said, you can't do the Leia thing again. And this little this figure is, isn't uh, necessarily uh, ominous. It doesn't seem like a bad character. I'll reveal who it is in a little bit. But what you see that happen is they meet, they're there to meet with Jimmy Schmitz. Because you got to have Jimmy. Jimmy Schmitz forever, right? H.B. Hart's Jimmy Schmitz. That's what you I need call to, for the two a tree. You, you need to see the movie Switch. <laughs> I probably have. <clears throat> um, wait. Do they show Jimmy Schmitz with Dick in that movie? I, I don't think so. Okay. I was wondering if that's why you were saying I need to see it. Um, no, but it's 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 weird. It's It's about a guy who switches into a girl's body. And his best friend is Jimmy Smiths, and then he almost has sex with his best friend. It would be like if I became a girl and we had sex. It's like I mean, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> I'd be like, "What's up, hey, Jeannie Grasso?" Jeannie, I love it. <laughs> so this hooded figure meets with Jimmy Smiths, and and you never it doesn't reveal who it is at first, and he's just like, "I need to know where Obi Wan is." So you're left on this mystery. Is this a good guy? Is this a bad guy? Oh, no. What's going to happen to Jimmy Schmitz, right? Then you cut to Tatooine. Obi-Wan, he's just hanging, man. He's having these psychedelic force trips with Qui-Gon Jinn. 
<laughs> and then one day he's like sitting in his hut, the one you see from A New Hope, and I don't know, maybe Tika's there hanging out, the Jawa. Force goes, <laughs> Qui-Gon starts going all fuzzy, like back in the day when you had to move the antenna on your TV to get good reception. <laughs> and then he just cuts out. And Obi-Wan freaks out. He's like, what happened to Qui-Gon? He can't sense Qui-Gon. He can't communicate with Qui-Gon through the Force. He tries reaching out to Yoda, gets a busy signal. You know what I mean? Something seems fucking weird. And then just about that time, a ship lands outside Obi-Wan's house. And who comes down the ramp? Motherfucking Quinlan Voss. Nice. He heard about Obi-Wan being alive because of the whole path thing from the first season, right? And he's like, Obi-Wan, I need your help. There's some serious shit going down. Something's wrong. There's there's a, a wound in the force. I got that from Knights of the Old Republic too. Um, there's a wound in the force. My connection to the force is lessened. And Obi-Wan's like, that's weird that you say that, man, because I was just talking to Qui-Gon. You remember Qui-Gon? You remember Qui-Gon. And he went out like bad TV reception. So then uh, Quinlan's like, well, come on, we got to figure this out. He gets on Quinlan's ship. Guess who's on there? Guess who's on there, Johnny? Yoda. Grogu. Turns oh, out, nice. Qui Quin turns out Quinlan Voss is who rescued Grogu from the Jedi Temple. So he's just been protecting little Grogu since the end of Episode Three. I imagine this is like mm, a year after the first season of Obi Wan, because you don't want to go too far past that, because then you'll get a bunch of dum dums that'll be like, "Why doesn't he look like Alec Guinness? Why doesn't he look? <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, do you think he? Why doesn't he look like Alec Guinness? Thanks a lot, Lucasfilm. Um, so they go. And meet up with Roken, right? They're, they go and check in on the path. You could have, I don't know, some maybe, I don't know, lesser known Jedi survivors. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever it is you want to do. But essentially, what the, the, the basis of this story is that it's, it's Star Wars meets Indiana Jones. It's going to be Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss on a sort of MacGuffin quest for some sort of force artifact or something. Haven't figured out what it's been. I don't think it's a holocron. I think it's something older and weirder than that. You know what I mean? I want something old and weird, right? Takes them to a jungle planet that has ancient Jedi and Sith temples on it, right? And they meet a strange man on this jungle planet, played by Terry O'Quinn. Nice. He's not a Jedi, he's not a Sith, but he's strong in the Force, right? He's like Maz. Maz or Churret, even, right? And he becomes like their, uh, their spirit guide through the Force. They're doing weird rituals. Obi-Wan's hanging out in some weird spirit realm with Kiati Mundi. He's in there, of course he is. Spirit of Kiati Mundi. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, he died. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's in the spirit, spirit. world. Got and get, make it real fucking weird. Like that arc that Yoda had in season six of the Clone Wars, right? When he went... Oh, trippy? Yeah, real trippy and weird for a little bit. Um, 
and that that's how they find out what they're looking for what what is causing this disturbance in the force and the reason there's a disturbance in the force is because someone real bad is after it and they can't figure it out who it is it's not vader somehow they know it's not vader you got to explain what vader's up to right turns out the organization that's after this jedi artifact that's causing all this trouble motherfucking crimson dawn you bring yeah, in you bring in bring in kira and darth maul so now what you could do is have another darth maul obi-wan fight obviously neither one of them can die but you could get a live action rematch between darth maul and obi-wan and you know what darth maul is not played by ray park ray revenge porn park he's not played revenge he's porn. definitely not pay, played by sam butthead twitter uh witter wit were whatever that guy's name is not played by him he you sucks know, you know who he's played by who john cena john cena uh we we have to do spider legs i need the spider leg mall hmm so you know, you're not talking about oh yeah okay so this is all right oh i look you you gave me script notes and i immediately know how you do it do it right because canonically at this point he's just badass robot legs mall right but what if the flashback what if hear me out what if the flashback instead of a flashback to anakin and young obi-wan the flashback is to how Darth Maul survived after the Phantom Menace, and you see him getting his spider legs. So you do get to see live-action Maul with robot spider legs in the flashback. Nice. See? You threw that at me? I had an answer for it. Love it. Um, and uh, the unfortunate thing, and Sal, if you're listening, I think you should maybe skip ahead a couple of minutes. Qu and, and Quinlan doesn't make it, right? And Obi-Wan knows he can't take Grogu, right? He can't take Grogu. It won't be safe for Grogu. He's, he's looking after fucking Luke. Vader knows he's still alive. Fucking now Crimson Dawn is pissed off at him. Like he's just got to go to Tatooine and chill for the next eight years or whatever, right? He's like, no more of these fucking adventures. Every time I leave Tatooine, I, something fucked up happens. So what he does is he leaves Grogu with the path, with Roken, with Haja, you know, with that whole group. Corey and Aubrey could be there again. Ah. Fuck yeah, bring them out. Of course, Steel is on Tatooine, you know, duh, duh. Ajax is on Tatooine. Um, he leaves him with the path. And the last thing you do, you see is the path and trusting the protection of Grogu to a group of Nikto mercenaries. And then that, so what that tells you is in the first episode of the Mandalorian, Mando killed the Nikto mercenaries that were supposed to be protecting Grogu. So it turns out he killed a bunch of good guys. Oh, well, that's what he does. It happens. I mean, he's a bounty hunter. Shit happens. It's, comes with the territory. That's all I got. I, that was fucking amazingly fleshed out. 
Like, Buddy, I'm impressed. I'll be eating a special cookie and sitting on the couch thinking about this shit <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes that's what I do. I just I just think of shit. Um, so, yeah. So, th- this is what you would get. You would get Ewan back. He wouldn't be facing off against Vader. But you could have him face off, like, what is arguably the second or third most iconic Star Wars Darksider. You know what I mean? What? It Worst is, thing George Lucas ever did was kill him in episode one. Well, why do you think he brought him back in Clone Wars? I think even he fucking saw yeah. that. He was like, oof, I don't like to say this much, but that might have been a mistake. Um, so you get, get him fighting Darth Maul, but it still doesn't, like, you know, outdo, doesn't, you know, take away the ending that Darth Maul gets in Rebels, but it doesn't like uh ruin that either because he doesn't meet obi-wan on tatooine it's wherever the fuck he meets him you get terry o'quinn in star wars right fucking terry o'quinn the best um john Locke, john Locke, baby uh you get uh quinlan voss so so sal's gonna be making a big fat paycheck right mm-hmm. um you get quinlan voss you get the ghost of kiati mundi kira I think it's a win-win situation all around. Make it happen. Get me a writer and I'll pitch this to him. That's that second season of Obi-Wan. It's going to get real weird. And you know in that that Darth Maul flashback, um, when he's getting his his spider legs, he's going to be holding his tummy and he's going to be going, I got a poop so bad. And then they'll finally answer the question, how do we poop? How does he poop? How does he poop post uh, the Phantom Menace? Because I, I don't think spider robot legs are going to address that problem. You know, There's got to be something else. There's got to be something special built into whatever version of legs he's got at the time. Or there's a traffic jam happening. It's... A traffic jam. <laughs> be the uh, name of this episode is Darth Maul's tummy traffic jam. I um, just a just a quick aside. Like one of the things I regret not buying was that huge Darth Maul statue. Oh, like the sideshow one or whatever. Yeah, the spider legs. Oh, oh no, that wasn't si- that was Gentle Giant, the one that they had at um, Celebration Chicago. Yeah, the regret is real. How much do those go for now? You know what? I don't know. I know, like, it was, I think, six, $700. Let me do a quick eBay search. I, I'm trying to think. I thought they sold that at Celebration for 150 No, there's no, no way. Yeah, it was. It was not. I remember it not being that bad. I could just never get my hands on them. Huh, All right. One. Selling for 700 now on eBay. It's not a bad return on investment if you bought that Darth Maul spider legs. It was um, only 500 made. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul mecha leg statue, gentle giant, 2019 mm-hmm. con exclusive. Yep, celebration exclusive. I remember seeing all kinds of people ro- walking around with that giant ass box. That's the thing you don't think about, right? You see this cool ass exclusive they're going to have at celebration. You get in line, you're lucky enough to get one, and now you got a 30-pound box you got to lug around everywhere. I mean, I'm basically a human shopping cart, so it's not that bad. 
<laughs> put it in my lap and make somebody push my ass. You know what I mean? It, I'm, I'm looking at it now. The only thing, I mean, just the, it just doesn't have, he doesn't have a lightsaber in his hand. That's the only, everything else is just so badass. Oh, I'm so fucking upset I didn't get this. It would look so good in my basement right now. It sure would. It sure would. But I will not be spending $700 on it. Eesh. That's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. Only 500 made. Gosh darn it. You're really going to have to flip some uh, speculated comics to get your hands on that one. Yeah, I don't... Mm. I mean, it's cool, but it's... it's oof. Well, here's another one that's really super cool. I never saw this one. <clears throat> Did you... um? Have you heard this weird Doctor Doom shit going around today? Yeah, Howard Stern. Bro, did you That's hear crazy. the clip? So for no, people, no. So for people that don't know, I guess Howard Stern. I used to listen to Stern a long time ago. I haven't listened in years, but uh, I guess he accidentally leaked being involved in some sort of Doctor Doom project with Marvel, and they were on commercial break. And I guess he didn't realize. It wasn't his fault. It's whoever was running the audio. Somebody fucked up, right? And all their mics were still live. So you can hear the commercial playing and you hear Howard talking in the background. He's talking to Robin. And she's like, well, are you going to be working on our summer vacation? And he goes, I already told you I'm going to be doing Dr. Doom and I'm fucking miserable about it, is his exact quote. And he goes... I, he, apparently he said he called Robert Downey Jr. for acting tips. And then he starts asking Gary to see if he can get him in touch with uh, John Favreau for similar advice. So who knows? The thing is, is Marvel does so much shit that who knows what it'll be, right? It could be an appearance in a Disney Plus show. It could be... Uh, an animated thing even, you know, maybe it's for an episode of what if, you know, um, but regardless, there's something going on with Dr. Doom and, and Howard is involved. I don't think they're I, making a Dr. Doom movie. That would be fucking silly. No, but, um, you know, don't forget how Kevin Feige handled Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We just hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. There was no I'm bit by a spider. It no. was like I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's how he introduces the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. Like, yeah, they did a trip in space and shit went wrong. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't think we'll get a, a whole intense redo of their backstory. Like, they, they just like in Moon Knight, right? Like, we, we got backstory and origin for Moon Knight, but when you start off the Moon Knight series, he's Moon Knight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a... Yep about the whole story is not his origin story in the beginning of his first big villain or anything. So I wouldn't be surprised either, buddy. Um, so, Hey, you want to take a, a, a voicemail or two and read an email or two and then we'll call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I also saw, I saw a, a movie today that was God awful, terrible. I thought I'd share it with everybody. What'd you see? I saw, <laughs> so me and Johnny, um, have seen every, uh, Jurassic world, Oh, so you went to see the new Jurassic movie? Yeah. Not good? No. I've not heard good things. You know, I, do you remember when uh, Colin Trevorrow's tr- treatment for episode nine, nine quote-unquote, leaked? 
meaning yeah. his ass got salty and gave it to a friend to release. Yeah, love and, it. <laughs> and I remember reading it and being like, this is bad. This is not good. There was a couple of cool things in it. I won't lie, there were a couple of cool ideas in it. But overall, I thought it was real bad. I think Colin Trevorrow is a doo-doo. And he seems like a real uh, asshole. So, look, I'll fully admit, Rise of Skywalker has its problems. It's far from a perfect movie. Personally, I enjoy it. I think it's better than what we would have gotten with Colin Trevorrow. A doo-doo. <laughs> well, I, um, so, here, so I went into this movie not expecting much. Mm-hmm. And usually when I go in expecting do do mm-hmm. i don't mind it so much but i went to see a movie about dinosaurs eating people in the real world a lot like you know images of king kong on the empire state building right dude there was none of that like none of it not even like a tease of it like the opening like twitter feed newscast had like a couple quick images of like dinosaurs nesting on like you know skyscrapers uh-huh but then like you pick up chris pratt and his clone daughter oh spoilers not that anyone gives a shit the movie was terrible but like the movie starts with chris pratt and in the in the woods hiding his clone daughter with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and like um his a clone a human clone yeah, yeah. So if you oh. saw the second one, like the I one of the not. scientists cloned each, cloned herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're going with this. Okay. So she's wanted by like this new company that's playing around with DNA of dinosaurs and whatnot. So she's a MacGuffin, you know. And then um, the baby dinosaur, uh, or his dinosaur that he connected with, the raptor, mm-hmm. Blue, like had a child, like without having sex. So like this company wanted the dinosaur and the clone girl. And so Chris Pratt had to like go and find them. And that was it. And anyone who's ever been in a Jurassic park film, Jurassic was in it. Everybody. Sam Neill was in it. Like everybody was in it. Jeff Goldblum was in it. The, um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern was in it. The Admiral herself was there. You know, she she pulled a little holdover maneuver in there too, so like it was oh, did she everybody. Sp- she split a Tyrannosaurus Rex in half with a fucking megalodon or something. She, pretty much, pretty kick much. Ass, but it it was like, and then at the very end, at the very end of the movie, when like the plot was kind of tied up, they had the two huge dinosaurs fight, and it was like, like seven to ten seconds. Did Johnny like it, little Johnny? He was just like, he kind of looked at me. He was just like, I thought there would be more dinosaurs. I was like, I, me too. <laughs> That's weird. I, and like um, our, our friend Ben Hartnoe e mm-hmm. was talking about it on Twitter. And I said, I just want to see Don, like, because he was just, he was defending the movies. Like, I don't care what LeBron Tomato says. I don't care what the critics say. Like, I just want to go see it and have fun. And I was like, on my keyboard worrying. I was like, bah, 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 bah. me too, Ben. I just want to see dinosaurs eat people. That's it. Just that's all I want to see. I don't care. I don't need it to be good. And I didn't fucking get to see that. <laughs> it's like it's like ordering like porn and no one has sex. Uh, sounds kind of like my life. All right, let's uh, do some fucking voicemails and emails. How about we do that? Kia 
dead. The only Jedi master who can crush box deity. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Cockhead, so stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooch tomorrow. Hey guys, you want to send in a voicemail or an email? Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. First up, we've got one voicemail, two emails. We're recording a little earlier than normal, so I know some of you guys like to get your homework in right at the last minute. So if you don't hear your voicemail or email, it's not because I uh, ignored it. It just uh, hasn't come in yet. This is from our buddy King Tom. King Tom Chansky. The king of all Toms. Tom Chansky. Here we go. Hey there, Haas and Will. I hope you guys are well. I'm here to talk about something that is one of my favorite topics, and yet at the same time something I'd rather not be talking about right now, and that's future Star Wars movies. Uh, You know, we're scheduled, or Disney has scheduled, a Star Wars movie on the calendar for December of 2023 next year. If we're to get that on time, though, that movie would have to start shooting probably within the next month. And... I want that to happen, and I'm sure you guys want that to happen. Many other people want that to happen. Kathleen Kennedy, I think she probably wants that to happen. And she said at Celebration the next uh, Star Wars movie was going to be the one directed by Taika Waititi, which the guy's a huge talent. I love the stuff of his that I've seen, and uh, I'm really looking forward to. But he's given a few interviews recently, one where he said he wants to do something new. Which I think, yeah, we all want to see something new, some new ground. I think that's best for the long-term health of Star Wars. But then he's been saying this week that he doesn't really have his idea yet or something like that. And that's a little bit perplexing to me. I, I do admit, yes, he's been very busy. But at the same time, he was announced more than two years ago and he has a co-writer. So I'm just kind of, I'm figuring out, what do you think? Do you think he's being sincere in that he's still looking for what he wants to write? Or is he, maybe, I'm I'm not saying he's ready to shoot next week. um, But is he a little bit further along and he's just kind of playing it coy? Um, You know, I think, I I really can't complain uh, about not getting a Star Wars movie next year. I'm not trying to do that because, hey, we're getting four live action shows a year, which is great. I do want something in the theater, and I think you'll have the best bet of advancing the future of the franchise and bringing it to new places beyond what we already have if it's something that's done in the theater. And 
you know, it takes, you know, a, a great idea for a story or, and or a great talented director, producer, writer, whatever, to, to bring that out. Um, and I don't think that they're wrong on waiting for Taika. But I think also at the same time, that big Vanity Fair interview that came out last month, Kat, Kathleen Kennedy said they want someone who's going to be spending, you know, three to five years developing this. And, and I think that's what they need. Uh, so at this point, what what do you think they want from Tyke? Do they want something that's going to be a big hit? Or do you think he's just going to give them an idea and they're going to run with it? Anyway, uh, sorry this ran a little bit long. Thanks for listening. Thanks for a great podcast. And I'll talk to you guys later. King Tom does what he does a lot of times where he predicts, like, he didn't know what we talked about in the first hour, you know? He does right, this right, shit right. all the time. I'm telling you, he's got the shining. I would also like to thank King Tom for getting his voicemail in despite being chased by cops. Uh, yeah, did you hear them sirens? Mm-hmm. Som- I did. Sometimes My man's... <laughs> he's, he's running from the law and he's like before i fucking get arrested and put in the clink like i gotta get my voicemail yep. this week yep he just robbed a liquor store real politely right he was like hey, hey guys this is what i've been thinking you're gonna put the money in the fucking bag and i'm not gonna blow your fucking head off okay and then the the person's like is this guy for real and then sure enough he's real and he doesn't have a gun he's got a samurai sword and it's real sharp. And then just as this is going down right before the clerk recognizes King Tom's true power, another Tom walks in and recognizes he's amongst uh, the king of all Toms. And there and can then, be only one. And then so that Tom genuflects and then the clerk realizes he's in deep shit. Kind of like that scene one. in Coming to America. <laughs> and then King Tom, he runs out to his car, Weezer, blasting, blasting. And he tears ass out of that parking lot a few thousand dollars richer i might add um so that's the thing like one thing that king tom brought up in his voicemail is regardless of whenever we do get the next star wars movie in the theaters it's a way easier wait than it's ever been in the past you know because we have all this disney plus stuff and look man Disney plus Star Wars has been some of my favorite Star Wars of all time. Not just recent Star Wars. All time. Of all time. Love me some Disney plus Star Wars. There is something different about going into the theater and fucking seeing a Star Wars movie for the first time. Yeah, I am I am very excited for a new trilogy with new characters. Uh, I am... Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about it, me and you... In, in Rogue Two either, I don't think, um, the Acolyte show. Like, mm-hmm. I am so excited mm-hmm. for the birth of the Sith. Like, I am fucking I don't rock think that's hard gonna, over that shit. It's not going to be the birth of the Sith. Or, you know, something. It's going to be... Sith. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like it's very dark side related, but it's, it's set too close to the Phantom Menace for it to be the birth of the Sith, necessarily. I... Th- I genuinely think we will get that some sometime. You know what I mean? Like how I just had to sort of hold the faith that eventually they would do something with Boba Fett. Like you can't just ignore the fact that you have Boba Fett and not do something with him, right? Yeah, and and think of like a young Palpatine, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like just 
just wrecking shit, like learning the ways of the force and like just being evil and plotting. And I don't think I don't foresee that being the uh, the main point of the series. Right. The acolyte. I think because uh, it seems at least from some of the casting calls that have leaked that the the main character is a lady. So I don't think the main character is going to be Palpatine and about sort of his rise to power. I think there's going to be something in there concerning that, though. I think it will be an element of some sort, right? You think we're going to get the, the what was it, the Witches of Daramir? Dothamir. Dothamir. I think we're. that's one of those things that it's literally only a matter of time, right? Like they, the, you know, the Witches of Dothamir, do you know where they first appeared? I think this is correct. In the courtship of Princess Leia. You ever remember hearing about that book? The Courtship of Princess Leia? I read it. I was like, oh, let me get my wedding best on. I got to see the marriage of Han Solo and Leia, baby. <laughs> um, that's the first time I remember them showing up as in that. And then they, you know, make their way into the Clone Wars and they were in Jedi Fallen Order. We're going to see them in live action sometime, eventually. Um, but I think... So the other thing that's kind of weird to me is that Kathleen Kennedy said that they are not necessarily viewing Star Wars as only trilogies as far as movies are concerned, you know, like they don't want to necessarily have to stick to that idea of trilogies. So I've been wondering if they're trying to crack establishing a new era right like like what you were talking about way in the future way in the past which either either one it would be like they're really trying to figure out kickstarting a new era in the timeline with the movies so then like like you know let's say Taika Waititi kicks it off then they could have someone else make a movie in that era in sort of t- I get the feeling that they're going to want to do with the movies what they're trying to do with the Disney Plus shows like the Mando shows where they all tie in together and there's going to be like a big end event of some sort you know like Mandalorian ties into Book of Boba Fett and ties into Ahsoka and so on and so forth right right I think, but like I was just going to say I think they're going to try to do that I think that's what their ultimate goal will be is Let's, you know, kick off this new era of Star Wars and then all the live action films will be set around that. You know, almost like they're looking for their Iron Man, for lack of a better term. It's not as in terms of the character, but the movie. The I, Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like the movie I, that's going to kick off the next 10 plus years of Star Wars in the theaters. But I, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree in the sense that you do need the iron man you need the robert downey jr because like uh, star wars to me has always been about father and sons obviously vader and luke uh, and leia and uh and then how try not to cry um how my father introduced star star wars was huge with me and my dad okay Mm -hmm. like the shit behind me is is more about me remembering my dad than than fucking plastic behind me so Star Wars is about that nostalgia and that feeling. So and I'm and I'm all about creating a new Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but you still need that person whoever it is, you know. Oh yeah, oh no, you got that's what the, that's the trick, right? Because right. like 
in a lot of ways, elements of the sequel trilogy were easy. And what I mean by that is you can still use Luke. You can still use Han. You can still use Leia. The trick was always introducing new characters that people would connect with. I think, personally, that's the thing they were most successful with in the sequel trilogy. Establishing Rey, uh, Poe, Finn, Kylo Ren. Like, people connected with those characters. There's no doubt about that. The Force Awakens was amazing for that. Like, that is the greatest strength of the sequel trilogy to me, is the fact that they introduced these characters, and it was pretty successful. But, now, right... You've done the sequel trilogy. You did uh, a, your first spinoff movie that ties real heavily into the very first Star Wars movie ever. Ever, Then you did your solo movie. And by your estimation, it didn't do so well. So now you're going to try and establish a whole new era with new ships. You're not just going to Ralph McQuarrie's uh, unused yeah. drawings and pulling them out and being like, what about this time, guys? Like... All new architecture, all new designs, all new characters. That's tricky. That's tricky. That's why I say the next Star Wars movie is real important that they nail it, right? And I, I think they should do what George did with episode four. He went rustic, cheap, uh, like everything was in ruins like everything wasn't shiny and new you know you want to you want to know what i I agree with you and you want to know what else i think i think they take a page out of george's handbook where you you don't necessarily start at the very beginning of this trilogy of this era right like you start somewhere after this big conflict, whatever it may be, has started. You're not looking at the rise of the First Order. You know what I mean? Or, And like you reference things that happened to give it that sort of sense of mystery, kind of like Luke's, uh, Obi-Wan talking about how he was a Jedi Knight with Luke's father in the Clone Wars. And he says Clone Wars, and for the next fucking 30 years, we're getting boners thinking about what the fuck this is. You, what is the Clone Wars? All this shit, right? Like... I think you need to take that approach to it too. There needs to be this like pre-established history that they reference, but you don't necessarily see yet because then what that does is allow you to play, allow different creators to play around in the timeline. So you can have somebody have a, you know, stuff that takes place before then and after, like, I think you need to move it so you can play around when on either side of the central releases and stuff. Right, but let's let's learn our lesson, mm-hmm. st- story group. Let's have one like Kevin Feige behind the story. I I listen. I like the Last Jedi enough, and I and I should have gotten three of them. You know, I like the Force Awakens a lot. I should have gotten three of them. The mix and match of well, Ryan Johnson and JJ, like like I I just want one. It, whether it be the story group or a Kevin Feige type. I need someone like penning this one well, person. You know what I was going to say? Like, cause it can work, right? Like, cause you look at the MCU and Kevin Feige is not the story guy. He approves the stories, but he doesn't go to his writers and go, uh, give me Mickey Rourke as a whiplash, please. <laughs> and Iron Man too. Right? Like, no, 
I think, but what I, I agree with you most on is have a fucking outline. Have a yes. general yes. outline of the important beats and then allow your creators to fill those in. But like have some goalposts and some unmovable things that move this story forward and an endpoint and stuff. Like I think the greatest weakness of the sequel trilogy is not having it not 100% planned out. I don't want them to have like it hardcore planned out, but some basic beats and stuff. Like I think it would have been a lot better, but you know what? The original trilogy wasn't planned out. Fucking no matter as much as George might wave some smoke and mirrors in front of you and try to make you think it was. Nah, he was playing it fast and loose. You ever seen that letter he sent to the creators of Lost? Where he was like, don't feel bad. I didn't know how I was going to end Star Wars either. Like, he said it to him. Like, nah, man. I don't know. I do think there needs to be some sort of plan in place. though. But, but he was smart enough to know in episode five, he had to implant a bigger baddie than Vader. Mm-hmm. Because he knew by episode five he was going to do the father and re- redemption story. Mm-hmm. We were making fun of Colin Trevorrow before, but again, I don't. I, this is just everything I've pieced together through you know articles. But I think Colin Trevorrow was did not want Ben Solo to be redeemed because mm-hmm. there was no big baddie above him. Like he is the big baddie, so he was like he's the big baddie. So. You know, and then and then 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 he gets fired because they were stuck on Ben Solo being redeemed, and um, we got we got the Emperor back. I don't think it was. I don't think that had, the Ben Solo thing had anything to do with him being fired. As if the fact that he brought in a pile of used toilet paper and put it on their desk and was like, "This my movie, the Star Wars." <laughs> okay. Let's, Where is he from that like we give him this like Texas draw? Like, I How Colin Trevorrow? I don't, I, that's I, not I, what he sounds like. He sounds like a fucking petulant douche. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got an email from Sam. Howdy Hall's guest and force ghost Will. I hope you are all doing well. This week we got the release of one of the best Star Wars projects in a long time. I thought Kenobi had its great moments, but Shadow of the Sith has been one of the most engaging stories I've read in a long time. I won't get into spoilers at this time, but it would be great if you guys could cover it at some point. I would be interested to see if you think the storyline of this book should have been in a visual medium instead of book form. Anyway, reading the book has gotten me thinking about Ochi of Bastoon. He's called a Jedi Hunter in Rise of Skywalker. Is a Jedi Hunter ever something you ever thought of? I know I sure never did. But it does make sense that there were large bounties on Jedi during the Clone Wars. What are your thoughts on Ochi? And though we have gotten a lot of him with him in the comics, are there any other stories you'd like to see him in? I hope you all have a great week, and thanks for a great show each week. Best wishes, Sam. Thanks, Sam. You know what Shadow of the Sith is, Johnny? I bet you you are completely out of the loop on that, right? Yeah. Shadow of the Sith is the the most recently released Star Wars book. I can't wait to check it out. It is like I I'm so fucking far behind on uh Star Wars books though. I don't know well, when when I would get a chance to listen to it cuz I do the that, audiobooks. That's why we have King Tom though. That's true. That's true. He always be telling us what happened. 
I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I maybe already got some spoilers from King Tom. <laughs> so uh, I like I like how Sam set that up, though, because we can put that right in our Obi-Wan Kenobi season two because Ochi would be alive for that. He'd be a younger Ochi. Yeah, he'd definitely be a younger Ochi. But, but he like, could be hunting Jedi. So like Ochi in the comics, by the way, I fucking love him. Like he is the, like they took this character that didn't have a single diet line of dialogue that you only saw alive in that one flashback and they turned him into such a fucking weirdo. He like he's a he he talks shit and he and there's points where he's like Darth Vader's hype man. Like him and Darth Vader are going into this battle and he's like, "Do you know who the fuck you're messing with? This is Darth fucking Vader." <laughs> he's like He's like his hype man. He's like <laughs> flavor, his... flavor. Exactly. Like um, but anyway, this book it takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and you know how like they talk about in The Rise of Skywalker how Lando and Luke were chasing Ochi of Bestoon. Yes. This it's that story. That's the story that this book covers: is the Lando and Luke hanging out, Ochi of Bestoon, Luke's old Jedi master. He's got his temple. Ray, I, I think Ben is like. 14 or 15 there's stuff with ray's parents in it like that was one of the excerpts they released was stuff with ray's parents i can't wait to check this book out i just don't know when i'm gonna get a chance to so i I just might have king tom give me a book report sometimes like he's in fourth grade today i I, my book report is on this me this was me in fourth grade i'm doing my hi my name is halls um I'm in Miss Campbell's third grade class, and my book report today is on Star Wars, The Glove of Darth Vader, a young reader's novel. That was me. I, I liked it. I would have gone with Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I don't think I read I, I think it was probably fifth grade before I read Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Third grade, I was about them easy-to-read Glove of Darth Vader books. I would love if they took some of the um, the books or comics and and made like little anime. You know how like DC does with their animated shows, yeah, or their animated oh, movies. I just saw a really good DC trailer about the sons of the superheroes hmm. with uh, Damian Wayne and uh, the son of Superman. Oh, that's like cool. it was like really good. So check it out. Uh yeah the 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 if I wish they did something like that like the DC animated movies where occasionally you would get like a Shadows of the Sith animated movie and you could get like old Mark Hamill and Billy D to do the voice acting and shit you know what I mean you ain't got to get ILM involved make Mark Hamill sit crisscross applesauce on the ground to present yeah. Grogu uh, a chainmail and Yoda's lightsaber. Like he's, he's an older guy, you can't have him sitting crisscross applesauce. <laughs> How's he gonna get up from that? All right, uh, one more email, and then we'll call it a night. It's from Tyler. He says, "Fellas, I'm a collector of Black Series Mandalorians, but have not yet added Boba Fett to the collection." because I'm not sure whether he's considered a Mandalorian in current canon. We, of course, learned in Mando Season 2 that Jango was, but given he's a foundling, does the Mandalorian status get transferred to Boba? If so, would the clone troopers also be considered Mandalorians? I'm sure Hall's advice would be, 
when in doubt, buy the FET. But I'm just curious if based on the established rules of my collection, will it remain incomplete without boba? Thanks for your help on this very important subject. Get, 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 get the, the fucking figure. Get the boba. Get the, get the figure. Buddy, you're running behind, okay? Like, because you got to get... The white, the green. And I was the... about to say, you got to get like the Empire Strikes Back version of Boba. You got to get the Return of the Jedi version of Boba. You got to get all white prototype Boba, right? You got to get. Oh, that's sexy. You got to get. Uh... Oh, shit. Let me show you this. I want to show you something I got recently. I got a couple things. Oh, oh. It's been a. It's been a busy month for pre orders that I've had active for like eight months, finally shipping. Oh my god! Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh my god! The um, so I, I've been telling you that like Sabrina's really been pissed at me at how much money I've been spending. So months ago, I bought. You know how I like those like um those twelve inch jumbo mm -hmm. figures. Mm -hmm. So I bought Darth Maul and uh, Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian's ready to ship, which means they're ready to charge me, and that I'm not ready to to have that conversation with Sabrina. <laughs> it's not that bad. You just be, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right. So first up, what came in was, um, star Wars, the book of Boba Fett, Boba. Oh, black series. It's him with like, you know, his new, his new outfit. The re it's got a really good fucking Tamora Morrison. I don't know if you can see him. Yeah, now I can. They actually did a pretty good job on old Tamora. That's no Poe Dameron. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and then I got the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, George Lucas as a Stormtrooper Black Series. Oh, that's cool. You know, like I'm out of the Black Series game for the most part, but you'll see the ones I'm showing that, you all make sense for my collection, right? It's yeah. Uncle George. That's cool. I always, I always like the George figures they do. And then what came in it, was the retro... Star Wars, the Mandalorian Boba Fett, like done like the old Kenner figures. Yep. But this is the new version of Boba and it's on the card, like the old school card. The did you, um, how ahead. did put, put that next, not now, but like put that next to the one that I got you that was fan made a mm -hmm. while ago. Like I bet you that fan made holds up. It does. Like that dude's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay. So what annoy, annoys me about these is the pre-worn cards. You see how like they distress yeah. the cards? Oh, I know. Yeah. That annoys me. And the giant orange retro sticker. But well, you can take the sticker off, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if old my old banana hands need to be trying delicate procedures <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? All right. And then last but certainly not least, the retro droided, retro carded nice. droids colorway of Boba Fett with the gold coin. That's awesome. I saw the the three PO of that, and I was like, "Oh, just say no, just say no." I had to. I had to. I also have a six inch of that uh, pre ordered for some time. I don't know when that's going to come in. Um, so yeah, I, I went the longest time without getting any Star Wars stuff because you know I actually like went through a concerted effort to take a giant chunk out of the, my collection in the last few months. Like hell yeah, you did all those Funkos, all those Black Series, but. You know, and I was always said all along, I'll get Boba stuff. That's like Boba stuff is, is part of the collection, right? No, for sure. And then all of it starts shipping within like two weeks of itself. God damn. 
I that's I dude, I'm telling you, I'm feeling your pain as we speak. Like mm-hmm. I am buying shit just to fill like my basement. And I'm trying to tell myself I've got my whole life in this house. Like, take your time. But I am just, I'm, dude, but, and I've, like, I have no patience. And, like, I've, this has been my issue since I was very little. I have no patience. And look at this. Look at your basement now. Real nice. Did you hang that Captain America shield yet? Yeah, it's um. I'll, I'll shoot you a pic a little later. It's nice. it's uh. It's 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 bookending my TV. I got the shield on the left and the Thor's hammer, Mjolnir on the right. Look at him, my man. Well, buddy, that's gonna. Oh yeah. So you should definitely get the Boba Fett as the answer to that. My yes. Friend. Get the Boba. Yes. He is he's a yes. Mandalorian. Like Din Djarin himself recognized his claim to that Mandalorian armor. That's your answer. That's your answer. Oh. And he did it in front of um, what's her face? He proved it to her as well, right? Fennec Shand? No, no, no. Um, Bo-Katan? she wants the Bo Katan. No, remember? No, remember that wasn't. She, she was kind of shitty to him when they met. No, but didn't he like set it straight with her? I don't think so. About no. his dad. No. I remember a scene between her and him where he like went over his lineage with her. I'm drawing a blank. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Regardless, get the boa. You get the boba. Catching, you got some catching up to do. Um, all right. And then does he? Ch- do you? Do you know if you? Do you chase the variants like the white box, yes. the green box? The no, blue, no, 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 no. No, you just you need Empire Strikes Back, Boba. You need uh, Return of the Jedi, Boba. You need Prototype, Boba. You need Boba from Mandalorian. You need Boba from Book of Boba. And then if you want like animated Boba. Like, you know, droids boba or holiday special boba. There you got catching up to do, my dude. So you better start now. Now. Cause they're only gonna keep coming out. Thanks for sitting here and listening to me babble, buddy. Ah, uh, no, no problem. Uh guys, you really should check out Rogue Two. That's T with T O O. That's two two with a T O O. Uh, it's on the Blue Harvest Patreon. Um, you should uh, leave us a five-star review. You should check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music for our theme song, their Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. You can um, check out, if you like video games, you can check out High Potion with me and my buddy Steve. Follow Johnny on Twitter. You know what to do. He's Johnny. Follow him. It's a Johnny underscore underscore Grasso. Two underscores. My man's got two, two underscores. Underscores. That shows you how seriously he takes it. He said not one underscore, two. I need some extra space. It's Johnny Grasso. <laughs> it's like it's a séjour. It's a pause. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Will should be back. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. I'm Johnny Grasso. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>